Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. My name is Florence Bremer. I've lived in Phoenix for 20 years. Before that, I lived in Chicago, and I was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. In the beginning of my practice and throughout today, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work as well as my time off. As a lawyer, it feels I'm never entirely off the clock. I never step away from thinking about my cases and my clients, but I do my best to enjoy my work and my time not working. Please join me on this journey in finding grace and contentment in the practice of law. This episode I'm calling Breaking Good. Like Breaking Bad, but Breaking Good, get it? And um, I want to talk about some tips for how to be a successful attorney. I love Saul Goodman from the TV shows Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, but as attorneys, we obviously don't strive to be like Saul. He's entertaining, but not representative of the vast majority of attorneys I've met over the years who are hardworking, helpful, cordial, and enthusiastic. And I believe all of those are characteristics required to be a successful attorney. 20 years ago, I became an attorney. I can handle dozens of incoming calls every week, and many of those individuals end up becoming my clients. So after 20 years of working as an attorney, I've put together some tips on how to break good and be the most successful attorney you can be. Number one tip, be responsive. Some days, you may be contacted by a dozen potential clients. Respond as soon as possible. I try to have no unreturned calls by the end of the day, even if it means staying after 5 p.m. Sometimes I return a call just to say, I'm in trial, but can we have a longer conversation in a few days? A second tip is get basic information right away. You'll need things like people's names, case numbers, addresses, things that are hard to miss because you're ready to get into the meat of whatever's going on, but those details are very important. Another tip is be kind and sympathetic. People can be very intimidated talking to an attorney. I like to say things like, how can I help you? And I'm sorry this is happening to you. And I'm not just saying this because these are just sayings that are coming out of my mouth. I actually mean them too. I do want to help people. And I am sorry that this is happening to them. Many years ago, I taught a divorce class with a superior court judge who said something to me that I'll never forget. And what he said was, when I have 50 cases on my docket, and I feel overwhelmed, I just remember that case is the most important thing going on in that and those litigants lives. And I try to teach, treat every case like it's my only case of the day. And that coming from a judge was very important to me and very impactful. Because I might have a 100 or a 100 
even more than 100 cases that I'm working on at the same time. And I really need to remember and be mindful that this is a very stressful situation for that person. Another tip is use whatever resources you can use that help you and whatever your occupation is, whether it's an attorney listening to this or another occupation, you would be surprised at how many resources there are for you. There are websites, software, um, different types of tablets, um, there's podcasts, there's YouTube videos, there's books. I mean, you name it, there's things out there to help you. There's attorneys that you can use as mentors. There's groups that you can join that can be helpful. Use all these resources and it will help you and make your life more enjoyable to know that you're not the only person out there with that as an issue. Don't be afraid to refer clients out if you can't handle it. If there's something that you can't work on or if there's a date coming up that you can't handle, you may have to refer the person out. And I know it's hard because you want to help the person, but if you can't do it, you can't do it. I have a couple of weeks coming up where all of a sudden I'm in court everywhere. I'm in court in different counties and and I'm having people call with hearings in these two weeks and I physically cannot do it. And all I can say is, hey, I can refer you out, or if you need someone in a couple weeks still, feel free to call me. And sometimes you just have to do that. You can't do everything, which leads to my next point of setting reasonable expectations for your clients. Over the years, I've had people who think lawyers are a 24-7 legal hotline. And I'll come in in the morning, and there'll be calls at 2 a.m., saying, hey, I you know, have a question about my case, or I'm a new client, and can I come in for a consultation in the morning, You know, and they're calling at midnight. And although we need to be responsive, we don't need to be available at 2, p- 2 a.m. And a good way to set expectations is to prepare a representation letter that gives information on fees, general business hours, and some ground rules for working with your firm. Use good technology. Phone systems, tablets, and software can make your day so much easier. There's no one-size-fits-all solution, so you have to do some trial and error to see what makes sense for you. Here are two examples of what works for me. I have an internet phone system, and the internet phone system has an app that can send calls from the office directly to my cell phone, and the app also picks up text messages. For some reason, I've noticed this over the last couple of years, many times clients will text the phone number, which I know sounds a little bit weird, but it happens. I'm not always good at checking the app for those text messages because it's not a um, phone that should get text messages, but I have the ability to look at them and see if, if someone has sent a text through that. I also use an iPad Pro and a MacBook, and I use an app called GoToMyPC, and it allows me to log on to my computer to access my email and other files on the server. This also allows me, the iPad and the 
uh, MacBook allows me to download document and transcripts. So the less files I have to carry, the better. I literally in the past would have a box of transcripts in my trunk that I would dig into wherever I was. Now I can have it all on the computer and the amount of documentation that I'm carrying with me if I'm in a trial, obviously that's different, but on a day-to-day, like if I'm bringing work home, is is much lower because I do have these um, these resources. Embrace time management pack practices. For years, I randomly went through my day. Then I went to a time management seminar that helped me figure out a system that worked for me. And I've read dozens of books on the subject as well. And The one thing about these books is often you don't need to read the whole book. The first couple of chapters are usually the most informative. The rest is um, may have a, a few more tips, but you sort of get the meat in the beginning. So you don't have to spend your whole life reading time management books. Am I completely zen every day because of this? Of course not. But having time management skills to fall back on has been a lifesaver for me. Another thing I try to do is to know a little bit about some main areas of law that clients generally need help with. And the main areas, based on my experience, when you're a a smaller law firm like that I am, is estate planning, landlord-tenant law, consumer law, family law, and traffic cases. Those are actually areas that I practice in. Um, But, for instance, I... I do real estate, but I don't do all real estate. So I've had clients call and need help with a matter that I can't handle for a variety of reasons, but I try to get them basic information like a website to visit, um, information on the court, even how to park at the court, handbooks or hotlines that might be helpful, such as the city's landlord-tenant department. Another tip is treat every client as a referral source. Some may matters that you handle will be tiny, maybe just an hour of consultation. However, keep in mind, you may be the only attorney those clients know. I've had clients come back to me for way bigger matters in the future, or I've had these same clients that I've done something little for refer family, friends, and coworkers. At one point, I felt like I was representing everyone at this one company that I won't say their name on their family law matters but you never know what a referral where a referral is going to come from so never write someone off no matter how small the job is so those are just some little tips that I have and and like I have always said in this podcast is that my tips although they're coming from the perspective of an attorney because that's the perspective that I'm coming from I think these translate to any sort of occupation that you may be in. This is going to be a shorter podcast. I'm going to say why. (laughs) Um, I'm just not feeling well. I'm just feeling really, really worn out. Um, I work at this federal clinic that I volunteer at um, a a couple days a week and, and someone had come in and they were like visibly ill And ever since then, I've just been feeling down. And maybe it has nothing to do with that, but I think my immunity is way down. Um, As I record this, this is Saturday. And as I've said in prior podcasts, Saturday is my what I've always called my hustle day. And I'm not hustling today. I went and took a walk. I walked as far as I could, felt really wore down. 
But here's a, another tip that I'll, I'll give. When you feel worn down like this, you have to cut your losses. You can't push it. Um, my family was doing some shopping. I backed out of it, said, nope, I can't um, be part of it. I am way too exhausted. I'm just going to stay in. And that's especially important because even though tomorrow's Sunday, I have some pretty significant work that I have to do. And then um, for the next two weeks, it goes into um, a lot of court. So today's my day to hopefully try to recharge and feel better. I'll take some vitamins, drink some juice, hopefully snap out of it. But I did want to give you some referrals for some um, things that I watched this week that I thought you might like. I saw the movie Shazam, which is a DC Comics movie. It was a movie I was not going to see. The previews made this movie look so lame, and it didn't even look like a fair fairly entertaining movie at all. And I hated Aquaman that came out in um, at Christmas. And that was DC Comics. And like I said, the previews made this look so lame. But then the movie's been out and I kept hearing it is a super cute movie. So I decided to go see it. Go see it if you can. It is a way to describe it is like a clean Deadpool. Very cute humor. I don't want to spoil the premise, but it has a very cute premise. It is in a way an origin story, but it doesn't get bogged down like a lot of origin story movies do. It has a lot of fun parts to it. There's a lot of children actors that are very cute in this movie and and very fun and do a great job. And the main star, uh, Zach, uh, Levi does a great job being Shazam. So I highly recommend this movie. Um, I also saw this week, this is not really enjoyable, but I think important. And it was the documentary Leaving Neverland. It's the four hours on HBO. It's been out for a while. It's about the men who were children, of course, when they knew Michael Jackson, and have come forward and said that they were sexually abused. It, no matter what you think about these men, it, I think this documentary is very important to exposing what sexual abuse can look like when it is happening to children. And if they wanted, I do believe them on my side, I believe them, I know a lot of people don't, I think if they wanted to lie, there's a better story out there to, to lie, to say that it was very forced and they were scared and they were terrified instead of what they have said, which is they were seduced by his kindness and his generosity and his helpfulness and his friendship. And that's very scary. Um, so I think it's a very important documentary. Very interesting. Um, so I do recommend it. It is a hard watch. It's not a feel-good movie. If you're looking for the feel-good movie, go see Shazam. If you're looking for something important, I definitely would recommend Leaving ne um, Neverland. Um, I do want to recommend another documentary that I think is more fun. Um, it's called The Inventor. And it's about this woman named Elizabeth Holmes, who started a company um, called Theranos. I think it's supposed to be 
therapy and um, analysis put together, something like that. I was re- I read more on Wikipedia after I saw the documentary because I was very um, intrigued by the whole thing. So she started this company, raised a ton of capital, raised $900 million. Her company was worth $9 billion. She owned the majority interest in the stock, so over $4 billion in stock. What was very interesting about this documentary to me was that I heard of her before the scandal broke out. I was um, subscribing to Inc. and Forbes at the same time, and both of those magazines featured her as a prominent woman in Silicon Valley with this great company, with this great idea. The problem is the idea never panned out. The The technology that she said that they had invented, it never was there. And they faked it to the investors. They faked it to the public. And like any sort of scam like that, it's going to come crashing down. And it did. And at the last um, update for her, she's facing charges in federal court for fraud and conspiracy. I was riveted. It's very it's very odd story. She's very odd. I remember when I read about her, they were, and this is before the scandal, they were um, describing her as the next Steve Jobs. And she weirdly dressed like Steve Jobs. She always was in a black turtleneck and a black suit. And she, um, her product was called Ein, um, Einstein, not Einstein, um, Edison. Um, and she was following uh, Thomas Edison and how he did inventions and things like it, it. She was copying, if you like really think about what she was saying her persona was, she was just copying people who were geniuses. Like she dressed like Steve Jobs. She said she only slept three hours a night like Edison. She never left her office and she just worked all the time. Uh, and it was just this very weird stuff. And she, um, you know, she only wore black and she had all her outfits were the same. So she didn't have to make a choice, which I think was an Einstein thing and Edison, too, I think. Um, so she had all these quirks and she was doing TED Talks. I think her TED Talk is still available on YouTube. And she was everywhere talking about this technology. It was all fake. That is fascinating to me. Anything that is a financial scam, I know I've said it before, I'm totally into it because it's just so intriguing to me that someone can pull that big of a scam and do it really unblinkingly. It it, it always seems to me like if you're doing this, there's an end and you know what the end's going to be but it doesn't stop them from going full force ahead very much like a Bernie Madoff type story um but very very interesting um oh like another tip about her she dropped out of Stanford so then there was always that tie to like Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of Harvard so it just was like she was taking little bits and pieces of people who really could do things and putting it into her own persona persona and came up with this fake company 800 people work for this company and I the whole time I'm watching the movie I'm like what did they do all day 
<laughs> it was crazy. Um, I re- highly recommend it. It's on HBO. There's going to be more coming out about her. I think Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live is supposed to be doing a miniseries. And then there's going to be a movie with Jennifer Lawrence directed by Adam Kay, which I think would be really good. That's a really good combo. So that's it for me for this week. Like I said, I'm exhausted. I need to lay down and get some rest. Um, I hope to be back next week. I may do a replay. I'm going to be traveling um, for Easter weekend, um, but maybe I'll do one on Easter night because I'll be back. But in any event, I'll talk to y'all soon. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate the support and the comments that comes from everyone. You can always reach me at Facebook under my name, Twitter, Florence Law, Instagram, Florence Legally Brunette, Tumblr, Florence Legally Brunette, SoundCloud.com, and iTunes plays the podcast. All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.